Do you want to know the best places to visit in Alaska where you won't need to rent a car? That's what we're talking about today. Welcome to the Alaska Uncovered podcast with me, your host, Jenny Twing Flaming. I bring you accurate, helpful, and entertaining information about Alaska travel and life in Alaska. Today, I'm sharing the five best places to go in Alaska where you don't need to rent a car, as well as navigating Anchorage, Fairbanks, and Juneau without a car. Good to hear and see be heard by all of you again. This is only my second completely solo episode, but I think this one makes a lot of sense to just uh, share my thoughts and experience on. So today we're talking about avoiding car rental on your trip to Alaska. And I want to just state that even though that is the topic of today's episode, renting a car is a fantastic way to see Alaska, but it's not the only way. And it's something I get a lot of questions about. And my article on Ordinary Adventures that's about uh, how to get how to visit Alaska without a car is a very popular article. So that tells me that people are looking for this information. So if that's you and you're looking at how to do this trip without a car rental, then this episode is for you. So I'm going to start by sharing the five places that I think are the best places to go without a car and basically how to do that as well as uh, then navigating some of Alaska's major towns if you don't have a car. Just a few tips for that. So that's what we are talking about today. So before I jump into my top five, I wanted to just mention what the options are besides renting a car. So there are a few ways to get around Alaska. One of them is flying. Most people who visit Alaska fly there, but you can also fly between different places in Alaska or out to remote areas. And I am going to talk about a couple of remote areas in this episode, but for the most part, I'm not. But just know that if you're going out to a remote fishing lodge or you're going out to some of the most remote um, Alaska national parks like Katmai, Gates the Arctic, um, Kobuk Valley, those will definitely be without a car because you have to fly to get to those. But today we're talking about ones primarily where you have options. In the future, I might do some episodes about uh, more about those locations specifically. Okay, so if you're not flying, another way to get around some parts of Alaska, not all, but southeast and parts of south central Alaska is on the Alaska Ferry. And if you are considering a trip on the ferry, I just want you to know you need to look very carefully at the schedule because a lot of times people are thinking, oh, well, I'll go to different towns and get off for a few days. But a lot of towns only have ferry service once a week. So that doesn't always work out logistically, but um, you can definitely get around by ferry if you have enough time, especially in Southeast Alaska and then also some in South Central and Southwest Alaska. Another option is um, to take the Alaska Railroad. 
So the Alaska Railroad goes from Anchorage up to Talkeetna and Denali National Park and Fairbanks. And that entire trip is about 12 hours. It also goes from Anchorage down to Seward and back and out to Whittier and back. So one important thing to know is that you can't go um, from Fairbanks, say, all the way to Seward in one day. Those are separate trains. So if you were going to do that, you'd have to stay a night in Anchorage in between. But Alaska Railroad is a great way to get around. And the Alaska Railroad offers packages to help um, visitors sort of plan their whole trip. And I just want to really plug those packages. It's a really good bargain. Alaska is, of course, an expensive destination. But if you book your hotels with the train, if you're doing a train trip, um, that's a really good way to do it. I'll talk more about that in a few minutes. Um, another option is that there is a bus called the Park Connection. And it is um, kind of like a charter bus, but it has regular schedules. And it goes between um, Anchorage and Denali National Park, also Talkeetna. And it also goes down to Seward. So that's another option. And finally, some places that I'm going to recommend going um, are walkable. And you can walk around once you arrive. And uh, so that's another option too. The one thing I want to mention, if you are going to Alaska and not renting a car, if you are counting on using rideshare like Uber or Lyft, don't count on that. Um, I have had very good experiences with um, Uber and Lyft in Anchorage. Um, when there are big events, sometimes there's a long wait. There's often a bit longer of a wait maybe than there would be in a big city like Seattle. Um, but, you know, generally that works fairly well. Everywhere else, it either doesn't exist or it's extremely slow or inconsistent. So, for example, in Fairbanks, um, there is ride shares and I've taken ride shares in Fairbanks many times. Um, but sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes there just isn't anyone available. Um, but there are taxis. So you can use a traditional taxi. And that's what you'd want to do in southeast Alaska and lots of other smaller towns. And I also just want to let you know that there are not any taxis or ride shares in the Denali area. There are a couple of um, shuttles that you can contact, but not like what you might be used to using an app. So that's just a little bit about what your options are. So next, uh, I'm going to get into the five, in my opinion, the five best places to go uh, if you don't want to rent a car in Alaska. So number one, Denali National Park. If you've been researching your Alaska trip, you probably already know that you can't drive in Denali anyway. Um, you can in the first uh, 15 miles of the park road, but to go deeper into the park, um, you can't drive a private car. So why have a super expensive rental car and then just leave it parked for however long you're there? So that makes Denali a fantastic car-free destination. The one thing you do have to be very careful about with Denali and not having a car is you need to make sure that you book a hotel that offers a shuttle service 
uh, into the park entrance area from the hotel and also back and forth to the train depot. That's really important because you're not going to be able to just show up in Denali and take an Uber or Lyft to a hotel. That is that is not a thing there. So you have to plan ahead a little bit, but there are several hotels that offer that. And um, I would really encourage you if you're doing that, if you're going to take the train to Denali from either Anchorage or Fairbanks, that you also book your hotel through the railroad as a package. It won't be more expensive than doing it on your own. And it'll make sure that you have transportation, which is super important. And they will handle your luggage for you, which is amazing. So um, Denali is a great way to do that. Uh, You can take the bus tour into the park. Or if you want to be able to get on and off whenever you want, you can do um, the transit bus into the park. And that's a good option for hikers um, or people who just want to be able to do what they want during the day. And also the first 15 miles of the park road are also served by some additional shuttles. So there are quite a few different options and different buses that will take you around the entrance area to some of the trails at the entrance area. And then you can take the transit bus or the bus tour to go further into the park, which I would highly recommend. And if you book other types of tours in Denali, like flight scene, something like that, you'll be able to get a ride from your hotel. Um, So you can book it through them and um, everything will be really smooth. So um, the only thing just to keep in mind about that, if you're doing a train trip from Anchorage or Fairbanks to Denali, is that you'll want to stay somewhere in either Fairbanks or Anchorage that is convenient both to the airport and to the train station and ideally hotels that have shuttles. Uh, And I'd recommend a hotel for that as opposed to a vacation rental. It's just going to be easier to get around without a car for a short layover while you wait for your train. One other thing, um, the train ride from Anchorage to Denali National Park is about eight hours, and the train ride from Fairbanks to Denali is about four hours. So if you want a long train trip, Anchorage is a good choice. If you want a shorter train trip, then Fairbanks is a good choice. And without a car, another thing you can do is go one way. So you could fly into Anchorage and out of Fairbanks or the other way around. So number one, Denali National Park. All right, number two. So I mentioned I've got my top five here. Number two is Glacier Bay National Park. And nearly all visitors to Glacier Bay, over 95%, go on a cruise. And if you are looking for a non-cruise option in Alaska where you don't have to rent a car and where it will not be crowded, Glacier Bay is my top suggestion for you. You can get first, you'll get to Juneau. So you'll fly to Juneau and then you'll either fly or take the ferry to Gustavus or you can do one way, one the other. Again, the ferry doesn't go every day, only goes uh, twice a week in the last few years. So um, you'll have to pay attention to that. They don't release the schedule till kind of late in the spring, which is also a little frustrating. But uh, those are your options for getting there. And most likely you'll be flying on a small plane. Um, Alaska Airlines does fly jet service there from mid-June till mid-August. 
ish, something like that. So if you want to save a little bit of money and or use your Alaska Airlines miles or your companion fare, um, you can book it through there during the short time that they fly. Uh, it's a very short flight from Juneau to Gustavus. And again, you want to pay attention if you're staying a night in Juneau, which you probably will be, you want to stay close to the airport so and at a hotel that has a shuttle so you can get back and forth um, to the airport and to the ferry terminal if you're doing the ferry. Really important. Once you're in Glacier Bay, um, I'd recommend... I'm staying at the Glacier Bay Lodge. Uh, it's really convenient to everything that's available in the park. If you are a camper, um, Glacier Bay has free camping. So that is a super bargain opportunity in Alaska. Uh, it's a wonderful campground. It does rain there a lot. There are a lot of bugs. <laughs> I've camped there, uh, but it's absolutely fantastic. And the lodge is right there. So you can eat meals there. Um, you can um, pay them to take a shower. You can do laundry. Um, you can't buy supplies really there, but you can um, you can get things. And then once you're in Glacier Bay, you can spend a few days there. Uh, there are hiking trails in Bartlett Cove, which is where the lodge and campground are. You've got to do the day trip into the park um, on the boat. It's just fantastic. And then there's other things you can do like beachcombing or just looking at the water or um, you can do flight scene tours and fishing trips and things like that too. So Glacier Bay is another one. You can't drive there anyway, so it's a great place to go car free. So number two, Glacier Bay. Number three is Wrangell St. Elias National Park. Now, all five of my top five are not national parks, but the first three are. So Wrangell St. Elias is another great location for people who want to get away from crowds and go somewhere not many people make it to. You can drive to Wrangell St. Elias National Park, sort of, um, in this podcast episode. We're talking about not driving, but just so you know, um, if you rent a car from a company that allows you to drive on the McCarthy Road, which is very few, um, that's difficult to find, you can drive out there. But it's better, it's kind of a, it's, people feel differently about this. Not everyone agrees with me. I don't think it's a very enjoyable drive, personally. The part um, to get to Chitna is, but um, that part on the McCarthy Road is a little rough. All right, so how do you get to Wrangell St. Elias National Park without a car? You have a couple options. One is you can fly there from Anchorage. Uh, it is on a small plane, so you want to build in some extra time to deal with weather delays. That's also true for Glacier Bay, by the way. Um, there's also a shuttle service that does like a van shuttle um, that will take you out to McCarthy from Anchorage. So once again, even if you did have a car, you can't take it into the park. When you get to the end of the road near McCarthy, there's a footbridge that you walk across and that's how you get into the town. And then um, vacation rentals or hotels will provide shuttles back and forth to the bridge. So yeah, you can either get there with a van shuttle or you can get there um, with a small plane. Once you get out there, it's just a wonderful place to explore. There's lots of hiking opportunities. There are wonderful um, 
tour hiking guided hiking tours either multi-day tours or just half day or full day tours out onto the root glacier you can also do kayaking trips um, in Kennecott Lake which is wonderful you can also check out the Kennecott Mine which is a um, it's a park service site it's part of the park but it's also a really interesting place to learn about and the Kennecott area is um, it's about five miles from McCarthy and there are shuttles that go back and forth. Again, no cell service, no taxis, nothing like that, but you can definitely get rides around from wherever you're staying. And uh, Kennecott and McCarthy both have fun, quirky places to eat and places to stay. And they're just kind of fun places to hang out with a good vibe. So if you like to get off the beaten track, you will like Wrangell St. Elias National Park. So that is number three. Number four for my top five places to visit in Alaska without a car is the town of Seward. And um, Seward, you can get to either on the Park Connection bus or on the Alaska Railroad. And you can stay, if you are going without a car, you want to make sure that you either stay in town so that you can walk to everything in Seward or at a hotel or lodge that offers a shuttle back and forth to town. Um, Because again, it's a walkable town if you're in the town, but if you're staying somewhere five miles from town, you don't want to do that without a car unless you are um, going to be getting rides from where you're staying. Once again, you can book a package through the Alaska Railroad, which is a good option to make sure you have a place to stay that you can get back and forth from. Um, Once you're in Seward, you can do a day trip cruise into Kenai Fjords National Park. Highly recommend that. Uh, There are lots of other tours in Seward. It's an excellent place for for a fishing charter. To go out to Exit Glacier and the hiking trails there, there is a shuttle company that will give you um, rides out there. You can also take a tour out there. There's Seward also has flight scene and lots of other tours. And it's also a really fun town to just walk around. There's shops and restaurants. There's a long trail along the waterfront that's great for walking. Um, it's just a really fun little town to visit. All right. Number five is an inside passage cruise. So this might seem like kind of an obvious answer, but if you're talking about best ways to go to Alaska without renting a car, all five of these are fantastic. A cruise is best for the person who wants to go to a lot of different places in one trip because doing that otherwise is going to be really challenging because you're going to be flying or whatever between different places all the time. So if you're like, I want to see, you know, the whole coast of Alaska, or I want to go to all these different places, then a cruise is probably the best option for you. Um, It doesn't matter too much as far as whether or not you're renting a car, what type of cruise itinerary you do. Um, You can do a round trip Seattle cruise. You can do a round trip Vancouver cruise. You can do a one-way cruise from Vancouver to either Seward or Whittier or the other way around. Um, If you do a one-way cruise, you want to book your transfer in Alaska through the cruise line. Just keep it simple. Make sure they get your luggage and hotel and get you either by motor coach or train to the ship or from the ship to the airport. Um, 
there aren't there aren't really other ways to do it. I mean, there are independent companies that aren't part of the cruise line that offer that same service. But again, you know, taking a taxi will be prohibitively expensive and there's no guarantee that you'll be able to find one. So um, make sure you make a plan for that. If you want to keep it really easy and not deal with that, then do a round trip cruise out of either Seattle or Vancouver, which are both uh, great cities to navigate without cars. Um, Easy to do. All right. So that's my top five. So just to revisit them again, um, five best places to go in Alaska without a car, without renting a car. Denali National Park is number one. Number two, Glacier Bay National Park. Number three, Wrangell St. Elias National Park. Number four, Seward. And number five, an inside passage cruise. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I'm going to give you a few tips about navigating some of Alaska's bigger cities without renting a car. So we'll be right back. Are you like so many others out there? Aimlessly bouncing between Netflix, Prime, Hulu, HBO Max, Disney Plus, in search of something decent to watch? Unsure if you should still be spending top dollar at the movie theater. And asking yourself, just what in the heck is a 4K Ultra Remastered Blu-ray? Well, fret not, because Excuse the Intermission is here to guide you through the ever-changing cinematic landscape. On our podcast, we promise to keep you in the know on everything from the latest movie news and releases to the resurgent cult classics that are still influencing audiences decades later. Tune in each week on thechatternetwork.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. And we're back. So to wrap up this episode today, I am just going to share a few tips for getting around Anchorage, Fairbanks, and Juneau. Um, Those are the three largest cities in Alaska without renting a car. And those are all cities that you would go to. You would go to one of them in all of my top five. So like for Denali, you would start in Anchorage or Fairbanks. For Glacier Bay, you would start in Juneau. For Wrangell St. Elias National Park, you would start in Anchorage. For Seward, you would start in Anchorage. And for a cruise, you would um, maybe start or end in Anchorage or maybe in Seattle or Vancouver. Um, Seattle and Vancouver are easy to navigate without a car. But the others, not so much. So let's start with Anchorage, Alaska's biggest city. It's probably the most like um, like a city in the lower 48 as far as non-car options for getting around. You can do ride shares. They do sometimes get a bit backed up, but for the most part, you can find one, especially if there's not a big event going on. Um like the start of the Iditarod. I have tried to get an Uber um, before the Iditarod start and that didn't work. (laughs) Um, So in the future, I will make other plans for that. Um, Anyway, but yes, in general, you can do that. There's also a city bus. It's slower and doesn't have as like robust of a schedule as, as cities in the lower 48, but it does exist. Um, my main tip for Anchorage, if you're going to be in Anchorage and not rent a car, is to stay downtown um, because you can walk to things downtown. You can walk to restaurants and shops. And I would also recommend staying in a hotel, not a vacation rental, um, and make sure, and I, 
it's helpful to get one that offers um a shuttle service either to the airport and or the train depot if you're staying downtown um you can do a ride share or a taxi also um but downtown will sort of minimize that if you stay in other neighborhoods or even midtown um it's going to be a little more expensive and harder to get around not impossible but um especially if you're just staying one night in Anchorage, I would either say downtown or near the airport is another um, good spot because then you're at least close to the airport. So that's Anchorage. Um, Number two, Fairbanks. So uh, Fairbanks is the second largest city in Alaska, and it is harder to get around without a car uh, than Anchorage, but it's still doable. So again, it's going to really matter where you stay. So if you stay in downtown Fairbanks or at Pike's Waterfront Lodge, which is really close to the airport, and you find something that has shuttles to the airport and the train depot, then you'll be set as long as you're not leaving town, right? So Fairbanks is pretty spread out. So if you want to go out of town anywhere, you're really going to need a car or you're going to need to take a tour. You can also, I I think I mentioned I've had mixed success with getting uh, ride shares in Fairbanks. Sometimes it works great. Sometimes there's no cars available. Um, especially at the airport, I would really recommend not trying to do a ride share. Um, if you come out of the airport and go to the left, that's where the taxi stand is. And you can usually get a ride right away. But also, if you stay somewhere that offers rides, that's a great way to do it. And finally navigating Juneau. Um, so if you are going to Juneau on a cruise ship, then you can you can just walk everywhere or take a tour um, somewhere if you want to leave the downtown area, like out to the Mendenhall Glacier or whale watching or something like that. Um, but if you're traveling to Juneau on your own uh, and you're not renting a car, and I will tell you that this is how I normally do it. I don't normally rent a car in Juneau. Um, unless I need to drive out the road for some reason. So if I don't do that, then I recommend staying downtown. And the reason I recommend staying downtown in Juneau is that you can walk to shops, restaurants. Um, You can easily get to any tours. Um, It's very busy in downtown Juneau during the day, but at night it's fairly quiet once the cruise ships sail off. Um, If you stay if you're just staying one night in Juno, you can also stay by the airport in a hotel with an airport shuttle that or a ferry shuttle, whichever you need. That also works fine. But if you want to go to town, it's easiest to uh, take a taxi downtown, stay there, take a taxi back to the airport when you're ready to go. Um, one other thing I want to just mention about Juno, because I've had so many questions about this during the 2023 season, um, getting to Mendenhall Glacier without a car and without being on a tour is pretty challenging. So it's not impossible, but you need to walk quite far. The city bus goes to a mile from the Glacier Visitor Center. So if you're okay with a two-mile round-trip walk to get out there, then the city bus is great. Otherwise, you definitely want to uh, either take a tour or have a car. Uh, again, ride shares 
I've never successfully been able to take a ride here in Juno, and I've spent a lot of time there. Um, I have heard of a couple people now and then who have been able to, but for the most part, it's taxis, and you won't at Mendenhall Glacier. You don't have service, so most people won't have much service. So it's difficult then to call a taxi to get back. So you just need to make a plan for that. But those are my tips for navigating those towns, and. I hope if you are considering a trip to Alaska and you don't want to rent a car, that this episode has encouraged you that it's totally doable and in some cases even preferable to having a car, depending on where you're going and what you want from your trip. So thank you for joining me for this episode of Alaska Uncovered. If you haven't already, I want to encourage you to get on my email list so you can get my free Alaska travel tips in your inbox every Thursday. The link to sign up is in the show notes. And we will be back with more interview episodes with guests starting next week. We have a great lineup for the next few weeks. Thank you for joining me and bye for now.